0: Richard Radio begins in three, two. One
1: Every once in a while, we got to f- the religious people. There are 720 churches in Charlotte. I'm sure we can find one where you can stuff your face. Shut up. Quit pointing out the problem. Men will be proud, arrogant, abusive. You watch some of today's rock star pastors,
2: and you will see every characteristic Paul listed played out in vivid detail on the church stage.
0: It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Frio.
2: Rock roll. is there a new... Church model. this is Wretched Radio. We don't need another fad or trend inside of evangelicalism, which, by the way, if you didn't know this, evangelical, it's actually a Latin word that means super trendy because, wow, we sure do love the fads, don't we? You write a book that's catchy, it promises something wunderbar, boom, you're on the Christian bestseller list. For a minute, and then along comes the next trend. By the way, speaking of trends that I wish would go away, Lifeway just did a report that people inside of evangelicalism are increasingly believing the prosperity gospel. That ain't a good trend. I think the number is about 70%. Oh, here it is right here. Hold on. I got you. Belief in prosperity gospel rising among churchgoers. Huh. Churchgoers are more likely today than in 2007 to believe God wants them to prosper financially. 76% believe that. And that they have to do something for God in order to receive material blessings. 45% believe that. Hey, there's a pathway to heartache. Work like a nobody's business so you can get stuff from the cosmic vending machine. And then, oh, it seems to be out of order. I'm not getting my blessing. What's the deal, vending machine? This is, a, this is a aberrant theology that is so mean, and it so preys on people who can ill afford to be giving their money to wolves who are prowling about. Three and four churchgoers believe God wants them to prosper financially. If God wants you to prosper financially, you're going to. <laughs> Even if you are not a business person, you don't, you don't really have those high buck skills. If God wants you to be wealthy, you're going to be wealthy. If he doesn't, you're not. So if you've got money, it's because God gave it to you. If you don't, it's because he didn't, because he knows what's best for all of us. This world, this theology, better yet a worldview because it ain't Christian. It's mean and it's painful. And it can be very it ain't it ain't it ain't hard to tumble into the legalistic ditch. I gotta do to get, and if I ain't getting it's because I'm not doing, which means I'm out of favor with God. Younger churchgoers, eighteen to thirty-four, are more likely than the older churchgoers to affirm their church teaches that if they give more money to the church and charities, God will bless them. He may, he may not. Life Church announced it was launching a 100% money-back guarantee for members who didn't see the effects of tithing. <laughs> what? <laughs> Honestly, that's the trend. But there are many other trends. We have seen perhaps the most pernicious of all in, well, I'm rethinking that. There have been a lot of really pernicious trends. The lordship debate, if you remember, hey, you can be a carnal Christian. What? What? That, that 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 still endures to this day. There's way more dangerous stuff than the prayer of Jabez and, and the ox goat of Shamgar trend. And a WDJ, no, WWJD. Sorry, I got all Ray Comfort confused there for a moment. A WWJD bracelet. By the way, speaking of Ray Comfort, if you visit our YouTube channel, you will soon see really... It was precious. I'm just telling you, it was precious time. With Ray Comfort, got to sit down with him and break bread for about an hour and a half. I was exhausted. The man is indefatigable. The guy just is Energizer Bunny on crack. And you will see the real Ray Comfort. Have you wondered what Ray is really like? I think you're gonna get a good peek into the real Ray Comfort. Does it match the persona? I think that's coming out in a few weeks. You can find it on the YouTube machine. The trend that has perhaps been the most pernicious is the seeker-sensitive movement. What do the pagans want church to be like? Let's go survey them in our neighborhood. What would it take to get you to come to church? Well, what do you think they're going to say? Do you have cheaper marijuana? I mean, why, why not? Because we've thrown out anything biblical in order to accommodate the goats rather than doing church for the sheep. And seeker sensitivity, in my estimation, you want to know why so much of the Western civilization that we used to love so deeply is crumbling? It's because the churches have crumbled out from underneath it. And I'm sorry, seeker sensitivity? played a part in that but alas or a lad there's a brand new trend it's called the secular sensitive model this is from one john Hanna. it's an article i'm not sure where he stands on the issue of christian nationalism church state relations i i don't know so this is neither an affirmation or denial of everything that he believes about that subject but I thought his observations on what he's calling the secular sensitive model are worth considering, albeit very carefully. We are the whiplash people, aren't we? We do love to see something and overcorrect it and then stay there. And then maybe we identify the problem and then we'll overcorrect that again and go back the other direction or just whiplash into a whiplash ricochet. Whiplash. I don't think whiplash is exactly right. Do you know there's a difference between wet and wet? That you can wet your appetite versus wet your appetite. Did you know that, Jimmy? I I, I guess I did not. See, there's just some stuff you only learn here at Wretched Radio. (laughs) When when (laughs) I when you wet an appetite, no, when you wet. Now, I'm getting confused. Oh, the difference in H makes. One of them increases the appetite, the other one satisfies. So, grammar again, very important. The secular sensitive model is one that is a danger to discuss because we're living, it seems, in a time where we have to recognize. That we are all becoming, and I'm not saying this is good, I'm just saying, more culturally sensitive. And this particular fellow, I believe is a pastor, is saying um, too many churches have become too culturally sensitive. And that they are, they're taking their lead more from secular society than from scripture. Here's what he writes. In the secular sensitive model, the wet, wet thing is driving me nuts now, Jimmy. It's just going to drive me bonkers until the break and I can Google it. In the secular sensitive model, the goal of the church service and especially the sermon is to expertly and precisely fit the gospel into the unconverted heart. Now, you and I know that's been going on inside of seeker sensitivity, but he burrows down deeply. This this is going to hurt. This is who. So many gospel presentations sound like this. This is stinging. Look, visitor, unbeliever, if you give Jesus a chance, you'll find he's gonna fit right into what you already believe. He's gonna measure up to your expectations. Don't you see how wonderful he is? Oh, in order to have the good things in which you believe realized, and your expectations truly met, you need to turn to Jesus. Otherwise, you'll end up disappointed. So we water down the gospel, and we round off any sharp edges. J.C. Ryle warned about this 120 years ago. It's certainly not a new trend, but the encouragement of this author is to identify its source, that we are listening to the world. Hey, we don't want to offend people. We want him to get how groovy Jesus is. Now, here's where we can go into a ditch. We can become severe, sharp, cold, inconsiderate people. For instance, the subject, the LGBTQ subject. There has been an effort to try to be thoughtful. Now, if you go and listen to the secular world and how they speak about the issue, you're going to water it down where it's just, you know, it's just not the best choice for you. On the other hand, if we aren't trying to speak truth in love, we can become really severe, which is why we need to take, I think, this assessment and critique and be pretty careful with it. Because, no, we don't want the world to tell us, but that doesn't mean we don't want to be aware of the audience. Now, that can quickly read to uh, lean toward middle roadism or even capitulation but it doesn't have to we don't want to we don't want to move from being what this feller calls secular sensitive to sharp and tone deaf it's not always easy to do is it pastor an approach that could be selectively and wisely employed in personal conversations that's a good word or as a point of discussion in certain settings including within a sermon he identifies as a law that governs the church in its public gatherings including sunday worship so this author identifies hey if, when you're talking to somebody who's struggling with a particular sin you know be thoughtful but don't compromise be thoughtful but what's happening with the secular sensitive model is no all we are is thoughtful We're never speaking truth. It's all about love because we have let secular society inform the talking points and the tone of the sermon. Question, Pastor, have you possibly been affected by the secular sensitive model? This is Wretched Radio. $500 per month? If that sounds intriguing, and I hope it does, please do your research. Visit slash wretched, slash wretched, or call them and talk to a really nice person at 84434 Bible, 84434 Bible, 84434 Bible.
3: Have you ever wanted to understand your Bible just a little bit better? Well, that's the promise that we're going to make with the Read Your Bible Better bundle. It's available right now at wretched.org through the end of this month. First up, in the bundle, you're going to find Herman Who. If you've ever struggled with interpreting the Bible in the correct fashion, you know, grammatically and historically, well, then Herman Who is for you. Also in the bundle, you're going to find It's Not Greek to Me. So when you nod along with your pastor during church, you'll know exactly why you're nodding along. Then there's drive-by theology. No more confusion. No more uncertainty. You'll know exactly what you believe and why you believe it. And then, Jesus Unmasked is also included. With Jesus Unmasked, you'll start to see the Bible as a cohesive book about one subject, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Oh, and did I mention, along with all of these resources, you're also going to get their study guides. It's the Read Your Bible Better bundle, and it's only available right now at richit.org through the end of the month.
2: Busy, busy, busy. Last year, Preborn Ministries provided over 92,000 ultrasounds. 54,000 babies were saved. 69 ultrasound machines were placed. 10,000 people responded to the gospel. Preborn Ministries very busy saving babies saving souls would you please consider partnering with pre-born ministries 28 per ultrasound five ultrasounds 140 dollars. yes they are expensive but they save lives and pre-born ministries uses good equipment with trained specialists, which is why the success rates are so staggeringly high at saving lives with preborn. Please consider supporting preborn at preborn.org slash wretched slash wretched. Know your reformers.
0: Ulrich Zwingli was a Swiss reformer who pioneered expository preaching, introduced the regulative principle, and brought Republican government to Switzerland. He fought against the Roman Catholic Church for theological and political independence and died in battle. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel.
2: Hopefully your attitude has been hoetted, Mrs. Wiggins, oh, this is Wretched Radio. W-E-T, to make moist or damp, to wet with an H inserted, is to increase. And hopefully, your appetite has been whetted to actually hear whew, what perhaps could be considered the quintessential demonstration of secular sensitivity, making sure that you preach in a way that the world finds amiable, Never to let any sharp edges cut an audience. No, we want the secular world to dictate our sermons. And so it is. The ELCA, presiding bishop emeritus. Aren't you either presiding or emeritus? Nevertheless, the ELCA, an apostate denomination now for decades, denying the exclusivity of Jesus and on and on it goes, is preaching. (laughs) Preaching at a church in the Twin Cities breaks my heart. I get to be in the Twin Cities, September 17th, Faith Bible Church, St. Paul, Minnesota. Looking forward to that. You are most certainly welcome. And hopefully you won't hear secular sensitivity like you're about to from this oxymoronic presiding emeritus bishop, Mark Hansen, who's going to try to tackle a text that I grant you, it does strike our modern ears a little bit strangely. But you will only draw the conclusions that you're about to hear if your desire is to make sure that the world likes you, to make sure that you never say anything that is too harsh or severe. What's the subject? It is Matthew chapter 15, the Syrophoenician woman. This is the land of the Gentiles that Jesus visited. It would appear to get a bit of a rest. A Canaanite woman a Syrophoenician woman, a Gentile woman, whom the Jews considered to be curs, street dogs, approached her and said, would you please heal my daughter? We are going to hear a interpretation of Jesus' response in saying, hey, um, that it's not appropriate to take the children's food and give it to the dogs. Oh, he's calling a woman a dog. No, no, he's not. Why would this fellow think that Jesus' response was so troubling? Uh, number 1, he doesn't understand the analogy of scripture. Number 2, he's secular sensitive. Number 3, he is bent on being cool with a cutting-edge understanding to show that that Jesus is is well, he gets us because he's flawed too. Woof da Why did Jesus say it is not fitting to take food from the children and give it to the dogs? Well, we need to remember that Jesus was responding to this woman's plea to heal a demon-possessed daughter. The disciples were like, get rid of this woman. And Jesus reminds them, hey, I came for the lost sheep of Israel. I didn't come initially for the whole world, I came first to them, then they would take that to be a light to lighten the Gentiles. And if you read the Old Testament, you know that God's heart has always been to save the world. He was delivering the seed through the nation of Israel in the line of the Jewish people who would then take that great news that the Messiah has come and your sins can be forgiven. And you see God's heart. even in the giving of the Ten Commandments, that that was the purpose of it. Obey the Ten Commandments. I bless you. The rest of the world, the Gentiles, want to know who is your God? Mark Hansen is going to say Jesus was being cruel and nasty and mean, and this is very troubling because he said, don't take food. You don't take food from the children and give it to the dogs. Was Jesus calling her a dog? only if you want him to sound sinful which is really what this pastor if you can call him that is going to teach what was jesus saying well first of all it was simply an illustration if he had said for instance that the you don't take food from the children to give it to the goldfish you wouldn't think that you were calling somebody a goldfish you go, oh, it's just an analogy. It's a simile. It's like this. That's all he was saying. Just like you wouldn't take food off of your children's plate and then give it to the house pet, you've got to understand, I came for the children. That is all he was saying. He wasn't calling her a dog. It was just an illustration. Second, by the way, he called the the animal a house pet, not a cur. The Jews called the Canaanites, the Gentiles, street dogs. Could it be that Jesus was actually saying, "I'm, I'm not like that? Or how's about this? He was teaching the disciples a lesson. They didn't want Jesus to be dealing with her. And Jesus was going to teach them a lesson, almost. I'm just saying this is an option, like, you know, to give it to the dogs like they're insinuating you are. There's plenty of explanations that keep Jesus' character and compassionate nature intact. But if you want the audience to think that you're cool, now, we're, we're going to preach in a way that is pleasing to you. Well, then you're going to sound more like this. Brace yourself.
1: So the, the story is not just disruptive. It's deeply troubling. If you came to worship this morning, hoping to hear about a loving, merciful, patient Jesus, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Wow. Because Jesus' response to the Canaanite woman's plea for mercy was very troubling. Only if you want it to be. How did Jesus respond? He didn't. Absolute silence. The inter- story gets actually worse. Don't send emails of complaint to your two pastors. of Why did you invite that former bishop? He got, He was so mean to Jesus. And he's fully aware well, of what was he's Jesus doing. Who was troubling? Oh, I'm just amplifying it. No. So what followed Jesus' silence to the woman's plea for mercy? Well, the silence was broken, but not by Jesus, but by Jesus' disciples. The disciples said, "Send her away, Jesus. She's." He's irritating us. She's that's, shouting. That's Just accurate. Send her away. In well, the encounter with Jesus, the Canaanite woman, it was disruptive and troubling and irritating and maddening. Downright maddening. Because when Jesus did respond, what did Jesus do? He said, you're an outsider. I'm not going to give you any mercy. Not what he said. I was sent only to the lost sheep That's true. That That's that's exactly right. Jesus exhibited what we all too often see today and we call NIMBY, not in our backyard, not in our neighborhood, not in our church, not in our nation. Oh no, we are focused on our own. We have enough to take care of, not responding to you outsiders. <laughs> wow. I, I, only I overheard the two people next to me, wow. one was discussing, I don't understand why Burnsville thinks it has to open up the community to people who are in poverty and all these immigrants from Somalia.
2: I, You know what, here, just so you know, he's not being hypocritical because apparently Presiding Bishop Emeritus Mark Hansen has about 50 Somalians living right inside of his own home.
1: (coughs) Jesus wasn't much better in his response. Wow. And it gets worse. Okay. It gets worse. Isn't this joyful? No wonder he didn't want to preach. It gets worse because she does not quit persevering. She gets down on her knees and she pleads with Jesus, Lord, help me. Did that get through to Jesus? Did it trigger just a little bit of empathy and compassion? Hardly. Wow.
2: Sir, you take off your robe. Go, go join the Masonic Lodge. But you are not
1: Christian. Jesus' response was, it's not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. <laughs> and using dogs to imply that she's a dog. Nope,
2: he didn't. He was simply using, hey, Jimmy. Yes. The other day, you, you slept an inordinate amount of time. I did. You, you remember slept that. like a dog, man. <laughs> uh, Am I calling you a four-legged furry animal? I feel like
1: it. No, it's simply <laughs> an illustration. Was to use one of the most hurtful, despicable ways of addressing another people another person that literally demeans their worth as a human being
2: it's just an illustration furthermore he didn't use the nasty term for dog he used more of a house pet term
1: i don't think i need to share with you examples of how many such words are being used in our culture today
2: so we now use jesus to shame people who have a different political perspective than he does what a dog's breakfast. Oh, you just called him a dog. Oh. No, I just was using an illustration to describe how awful the glop is that he's presenting to a group of people. If you're Lutheran confessionally, I'm sorry, you shouldn't be lumped in with this mess called the ELCA. And we need to remember that there are plenty of men and women like this out there that are secular sensitive, that have collapsed to the demands of our culture, who don't know how to rightly divide the word of truth, who present our savior as troubling, nasty, and racist? He concluded by saying, well, Jesus learned a little something. Okay, all right, all right. Why don't these people just go start something? but they shouldn't call themselves Christian. This is Wretched Radio.
3: And it's now time for a Wretched News Break here on Wretched Radio, I'm Jimmy Hicks. Well, we start in Virginia where a school district has declined the Department of Justice's offer to mediate their decision regarding the implementation of guidelines for children's gender transition without parental consent. Well, there's finally a school board that we can actually report on that's standing up for parental rights. Good for them. Well, the Attorney General of the state of California has filed a civil rights lawsuit against the Chino Valley United School District, which represents over 26,000 students, after district officials passed a policy in July that requires teachers to inform parents within three days if their child uses names or pronouns that are different from their birth certificate or if they request to use school facilities or join a sports team opposite their biological gender. The Attorney General apparently believes that parents have no right knowing what's going on with their children. I wonder if this guy would have the same opinion if these children did something like, I don't know, rob his house, steal his car, assault his wife and kids. I'm sure he would be really quick to notify their parents then, wouldn't he? Well, in the movie industry, the G rating, which is suitable for all ages, is said to be completely absent from theaters this year. That's a shame. It seems like Hollywood's more interested in remaking classic cartoons into live-action films that are very, very, very far from being considered wholesome family entertainment. And there are people actually wondering why the Great American Family Network is doing so well right now. Well, the recently appointed CDC director, Dr. Mandy Cohen, has voiced her commitment to giving priority to abortion accessibility, because obviously that's the best use of public health resources right now is making sure that we can murder unborn babies. A recent survey shows that the significant majority of American Register voters actually oppose men being able to compete with biological women in sports. It's really common sense. Men and women are biologically different, and allowing someone who is pretending to be a woman to compete against an actual woman is unfair. There's only so many ways that you can say that. You don't really have to get fancy with your explanations. Truth. Truth. Is just truth. And finally, today in Haiti, a group of Christians stood up recently to a violent gang that was terrorizing their city. The violence of the persecution came, but the believers refused to back down. And our prayers go out to the families of those who did lose their lives. And our prayers also continue to go out for all of our persecuted brothers and sisters all over the world. That's been today's Wretched News break. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks
0: important dates in christian history 1830 charles finney's urban revivals begin and introduce techniques that decisively affect later mass evangelism in america finney's innovations included the anxious bench a forerunner to altar calls and the use of emotional manipulation to elicit a decision for christ this is wretched radio with todd friel
2: The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Not for me, I'm wearing sensitive shoes. This is Wretched Radio, spanning the globe to collate a number of non-sequitur stories and present them in something of a coherent fashion. How do we accomplish that end? Taking a bunch of stuff you sent to idea at slapping on a theme song, and calling it Wide World of Christian Stuff. <laughs> I nailed it again, Jimmy. You did. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't want to brag because I'm too humble for that. But I just killed that. You sure did. This is (laughs) Wretched Radio. Let's go to Scotland. I don't know why. I don't think I have any Scottish blood in me. Maybe uh, maybe I do somewhere back there, possibly. But. I'm not exactly sure about my ancestry. Thanks for bringing up such a painful subject. Perhaps you'd like to give me a paper cut and pour lemon juice into it too. For some reason, I like Scotland. I was only there for a brief time. I really want to go back and I want to see Ireland and I want to tour the countryside of England. It is almost as varied as the United States. It really is wildly changing. And it's beautiful. And I'd like to go to the place that used to be Christian overall, but now it is just about anything but a primary school in Glasgow, fully embedding LGBT inclusive education. This is now going to take over all of Scotland, where all of the teachers Uh, They need to go to, uh, what do they call it, where they uh, indoctrinate you? They force you to believe what you don't want to believe. Like, you know, they say that we're not supposed to be doing the indoctrination of, oh, re-education. We're going to re-educate you, idiot, for believing that somehow something or a human being's behavior might be sinful. It's funny they want everybody to enjoy their autonomous self, except... Well, the people that believe similarly to John Knox, who is buried in a parking lot in Scotland, this school aims to effectively challenge. So, what? Uh, there was somebody sent. I saw a short. I don't watch. I, I've seen like five shorts on the YouTube machine, and then it was it was something about. Oh, oh, I know what it was. Oh, I, I now I remember. It was a couple of Islamic women who um, get to, by the way, they get to wear their Islamic garb here in America. You can't do that in France. Did you read about that? That in France, this is really, really a reminder of the difference between the founding of France and the United States of America. They outlaw, they ban different symbols from the school. You can't wear these things. Here's the headline, France to ban female students from wearing abayas in state schools. Can't wear a headscarf? That has been banned since 2004. Do you know that they have enforced a strict ban on religious signs since the 19th century, including crosses? They didn't want any Catholic influence on the kids. This, th- By the way, this is going to sound eerily similar to American education today. When you walk into a classroom, this is the education minister, you shouldn't be able to identify the pupils religion just by looking at them. Well, the question would be, why not? What's the problem? Well, this individual gives the answer. I've decided the abaya could no longer be worn in schools. Secularism means the freedom to emancipate oneself through school, that's the role of school in France to let you be you and whatever your parents taught, believed, forced you to wear. Not allowed here because we are going to re-educate you. This is what we are becoming here, a secular education system that doesn't allow for any religious expression. Now that maybe is in alignment with the French constitution, but it ain't in alignment with America's constitution. Now, the feedback on that, I don't know how severe that it is or isn't, but it is a reminder. France is really secular to the core, and we're starting to look more like it. But over there in Scotland, the land of John Knox, they are indoctrinating the kids in a different kind of way. You will have this attitude about the LGBTQ stuff. That's what's going on in Scotland right now. The the irony, of course, the hypocrisy of it is staggering. And if you listen carefully, and you do have to listen carefully, because pavement, it really muffles the sound of a Protestant reformer spinning in his grave like a lathe. Let's go to New York City, because <laughs> not many people are these days, apparently. <laughs> apparently, the government's banning... TikTok. Not the first state, not the first city to do this. The federal government has always said, uh-uh, can't be using the TikTok on federal devices. Several states have also banned it because they're concerned of the China connection, that it's either feeding bad information or it's collecting a lot of our information. And you say, what does this have to do with me, a Christian? Well, if our secular government Recognizes that there are people who are using something inside of our kids and your electronic device to do something nefarious. Mom and dad, you need to be aware of that. Are your kids on the TikTok? What what are they looking at? Jimmy, do I have this? I remember that TikTok. No, this is right. Mrs. Friel told me. That's the end of that debate. That the TikTok people, they give certain stuff to Chinese phones versus. What they send out and allow every place else. So the indoctrination stuff that we get in the West, it isn't allowed in China. Right. You should know about that, mom and dad. To Washington, DC. It looks like we're gonna have a new stamp. Jimmy, could you Google that? Stamps. Well, I know there was Elvis had the JD Sumner in the stamps quartet. What is a stamp exactly? You don't know what a stamp is. What's <laughs> Kind of ringing a bell. Whatever it is, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is going to have her picture on it. (laughs) (laughs) She was an ELO woman. She was not a good human being. (gasps) How dare you be so judgmental? Sorry. She's got blood on her hands, on her robe, on her head. She worked tirelessly. For the intentional taking of innocent human lives, and we're putting her on a stamp. You know, Jimmy, I heard. Now, this is maybe just a rumor because I just I've watched it on TikTok uh, that the government of France went. Whoa, you're putting Ruth Bader Ginsburg on a stamp. What's the matter with you people? That is how troubling this <laughs> actually is. To San Francisco, <laughs> we go. Some lawsuits have led the Archdiocese of San Francisco to file Chapter Eleven. <laughs> supposedly in an effort to respond to all of the people who have sued them for sexual abuse by Roman Catholic priests, they filed for bankruptcy. Now, I don't know how that works exactly. We're hiding our money so that we can take care of these people. Nevertheless, that's exactly what they are doing. Some statistics, if you would like. San Francisco of Oakland, the Diocese of Oakland, filed for bankruptcy also in May after it received more than 330 claims of sexual abuse. Woo. Illinois, more than 450 Catholic clergymen abused nearly 2000 children. Problem? Yeah, I'd I'd say that's a problem. Let's go to somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where she's living exactly, but we're going to visit anyway. Do you remember Josh Harris? Mr. I Kiss Dating Goodbye? He didn't have any sort of theological formal theological training. He was then became a pastor of a mega church. I think I I don't want to say cuz I'm not exact. That whole, the whole Sovereign Grace, I don't quite understand how that whole thing was structured and worked, so I, I, do, I don't want to besmirch out of ignorance. But he was appointed pastor of a mega church because he was a popular guy, good speaker, good writer. He kissed dating goodbye and encouraged everybody to do likewise in court. I have to tell you, I think there was some good stuff. We have now seen that there has been some bad effects from it because a whole lot of people were told hey 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 you better kiss dating you kiss a boy and you're dirty and nobody's ever going to want to kiss you again when you've got it just it just went it just went a little berserk and a lot of people are feeling the guilt and the shame from that nevertheless he suddenly decided you know what i'm not a christian anymore whoa i Whoa, Shannon Harris has just written a book. Guess what? She's kissed Christianity goodbye. Not to suggest she ever was, but this is a woman who's now writing a book to let you know, hey, you don't need to be one of those oppressed women. I feel as though I've tapped out on religion. The closest label I could give myself would probably be, I'm just back to being a secular, regular person. Kinda wish that there were an accurate book written on that story because it would be nice to know what in the world was going on there. This is Wretched Radio. cannot afford them in a local Bible teaching church. Can you imagine the impact? How much do you love your MacArthur Study Bible? For $25, you could put a Bible into the hands of a believer in the Philippines. I'll do the math, it's not tricky. Four Bibles, $100, maybe you could commit to giving a Bible a month to a believer in the Philippines. Please visit wretched.org slash Bible, wretched.org slash Bible to join the Master's Academy International.
3: Hey, hey, thanks for listening to Wretched Radio today. As someone who listens and consumes our content on a regular basis, you've probably experienced the impact that our programs like Wretched, Road Trip to Truth, and Transform can have on your life and the life of those you share them with. But did you know that we also rely on the support of our listeners, just like you, not only to listen to our content, but also with help in producing our content. Your generous donations help us to reach more people with the gospel. That's why we're asking you to prayerfully consider becoming an ongoing monthly gospel partner. Your support can make a huge difference in our ability to continue our mission and to reach more people with the life-changing message of Jesus Christ. So would you consider it? Would you prayerfully consider becoming an ongoing monthly Wretched gospel partner? If you're ready to stand firm with us, just visit wretched.org slash donate or text the word Wretched to the number 44321. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing
2: Your support will help the Tomorrow Clubs open up even more Tomorrow Clubs and reach even more kids with the gospel. Please consider becoming a ministry partner at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched, tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Books of the Bible.
0: Titus was an apprentice and fellow missionary with Paul left on the island of Crete to organize the churches there. The Book of Titus is a manual regarding the character, behavior, and doctrine of church leaders and church members. All of these commands are grounded in the gospel of Jesus Christ, what He has done for us, and who we are in Him. This is Wretched Radio
2: with Todd Friel. If you've ever wondered if I have acting chops... Oh, you're going to get your answer in about 10 seconds. This is Wretched Radio. Huh. What in the world is this? I do not understand why this is. Jimmy, perhaps you could help me with something. Okay. I was going to share some assorted and sundry Christian stories, but lo and behold, there are job description files all over my desk. Do you know what these things are doing here? I, I do not. What are they? Well, let me just read. It would appear, oh, our ministry, Gospel Partners Media, uh, is looking for a director of marketing. Wow. Okay, I uh, approve. Yeah, somebody, somebody who is a leader, somebody who is a manager to head up a new initiative that I can't and I won't tell you about. But, whoa, it's going to be so groovy. You're going to dig it so much. Need somebody with leadership, executive experience to lead. A brand new initiative and and if I could share this much, dear gospel partner, we really do take your gifts um perhaps even to a fault sometimes, <laughs> very earnestly <laughs> we do not we do not treat every single penny that comes in here lightly. I'm not talking about a ten dollar bill or a hundred; I'm talking about every penny is considered here. We 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 take it seriously and just want you to know we've got a new initiative. It's going to be launching in 2024. I think you're going to be so excited about it. I think it's going to be so far-reaching. I think it is going to impact local churches in a very profound, good, and healthy way. It'll support pastors. It will help the sheep to not act like wolves so much, <laughs> not being a false teacher, but Rather having a uh, mm, mm, I guess the word gentle comes to mind. Gentle spirit. Now, please note, in fact, I was just reading, somebody did a lengthy treatise on the issue of gentleness. I wish I'd held on to it. He went through the Bible to describe all of the ways that gentleness is described. It's like a gentle wind. Not a storm. Not 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 G-force winds, not hurricane strength winds. It's a gentle wind. That's that's what we're supposed to be like. That should be our posture. And it went through, it's, it's, it's communicating, it's speaking a gentle word, not yelling at somebody. That's what gentleness is. Now, we know that gentleness doesn't mean it lacks any strength, conviction, backbone or power. It's just that it's under control. This might be an interesting thing for you to consider. Uh, Is gentleness the way that we are always supposed to be? Well, hold on a second. There's more. Because remember, you can't just focus on one attribute or one concept without considering everything else. It is indeed true. We see Jesus sometimes being Less than gentle with the Pharisees. When he was tipping over the tables, I don't think he went, excuse me, I'm so, this is going to be a little bit of a mess. I'll help you clean it up later. Boink, over goes the table. So how do we harmonize this? I think, I think, and you can have this dinner talk, that we are gentle posture, gentle in nature, but there are times when we are called upon to be strong. There are even times when we're called upon to be, dare I say, fierce, because we see that it is, that that Jesus for us demonstrates that he was was gentle, that if you were going to describe Jesus, you'd have to describe him the way that he described himself. You wouldn't describe Jesus any differently than he would when he was describing two people coming to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, for I am gentle. I am gentle and lowly at heart. He describes himself, just like 1 John 4, 7 through 11. God is love. Jesus says, I'm meek and gentle. So we have to know that that's what he was like. But when called upon, he would exhibit strength. Gentleness was still his character, but he was behaving appropriately in the right instance. Because you you might, I think some people in the debate would say, well, no, there's, there's a time to be gentle, then there's a time to be loud, there's a time to be soft and meek, there's other times to be strong and fierce. Okay, I get that. Perhaps that works out for you. But I would suggest we're always gentle and meek. But certain events, certain people call for us not to jettison our meekness, but to behave in a Bible-approved, appropriate manner. Discuss, looking for an individual who is gentle and meek and yet can lead this new initiative that we hope will have a good influence on the church pastors and God's people. Can't wait to tell you about that, Gospel Partners. We're looking for somebody to lead that. Social media coordinator. If you're somebody who just digs social media, you love the video, the YouTube videos, how to Twitter in a certain way. No TikTok here. We listen to our own broadcast. If that is your world, we'd love to hear from you. Jimmy, go ahead and tell everybody how they can learn about all of these different possible R- career opportunities <laughs> here at Gospel Partners Media. wretched.org. Slash
3: hiring? Is that right?
2: <laughs> I, I think so. That was not the right intonation. Uh, <laughs> it sounded more like a question. <laughs> I'm I'm so, looking right now. I think at- it might be career or careers. Wretched.org career. Oh, another one. Somebody with production experience. N- know, know how to make sure a TV production, a special project production gets put together. All of that and more. You can read about it at... Go ahead and tell them, Jimmy. Wretched.org. Slash hiring,
3: you were right. I, I'm always right. You're lying. <laughs> what
2: it isn't hiring. It is try careers. Is that is that a second hidden one? No, I think that's the primary best one. Hiring it goes to hiring. Car- See, here's why I don't here. I don't even like careers because this isn't a job. Yeah, it, I, it is a Yeah, we make a living, so it has that in common. But this is a ministry. This if you want to do ministry... If you're looking for a career or a job, then we're not the right place. This is a way of life. (laughs) (laughs) We suddenly started to sound like a (laughs) cult. Hey, the kids are going back to school, so careers are hiring. You can find all of that. Wow, that was the longest ad ever. Back to school supplies, according to USA Today, should include birth control and fentanyl strips, too. I think secularism is having a bang-up effect on our culture. Yes, My godless friend, it's working out great. We want the kids to have so much freedom that they have to have a fentanyl strip in their lunchbox. Whatever happened to having, I was going to say the word lunchboxes, like with with Barbie and Cinderella, but that all got (laughs) contorted too, didn't it? What a world. What a world. Oh, that's so nice. They encourage a progestin only birth control pill called Opil. Nice. Don't forget to pack your kids' condoms, your child's spermicide. Oh, does your daughter need a contraceptive sponge? Yes, that's what we want for our boys and girls, isn't it? What a world. You can also get a shot, a patch, a ring, a device, or an implant. And then, of course, you need some of that naloxone or Narcan. In case, you know, the kids take something that... I don't wouldn't say came across the border because we don't have those anymore, but something that they shouldn't have been taking. But hey, they've got to experiment. They've, kids have got to be kids, you know, maybe you had a little fentanyl and could kill them. So you want to make sure you got that Narcan in their lunchbox. <laughs> you know, I, I re- you know, it used to be a surprise when I'd open up my lunchbox A bag of Fritos. That would have been like a really great surprise. (laughs) Don't forget to include mental health helps in your kid's lunchbox. Man, what a world. What a world. Uh, Having said that about what is going on in some, perhaps many, maybe even most public schools, Let's make sure that we remember as passionate as we might be about education, that we maybe don't know every detail. We don't know every dynamic. We don't know about church support. We don't know about the number of teachers who are Christians. We don't know about the content of every single public school, that we can be about the business of promoting homeschool, private Christian education. But let's 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 not look down on people who make a decision we wouldn't. Churches can actually adopt a particular theme. Sometimes a church can be an adoption church that's just all about adopt. How many kids have you adopted? You haven't adopted any kids, you know, adoption, you better get on the adoption because the adopt. Be careful. Same thing is true with education. Some people just make a different decision, they have the liberty to do that. And we don't want to become like a first Corinthians church. I'm of homeschooling. I'm of private Christian education. Well, I'm of public school. And then we boo at each other because we don't align on an issue that really shouldn't be legislated in the church. Having said all that, don't forget to pack your kids in our can. (laughs) Until tomorrow. Go serve your king!